0: Welcome back to episode four of Autism Elements.
1: In today's topic, we're going to be discussing tips for home success.
0: So tip number one is all about familiarizing yourself with the websites that your teachers might be using. So the idea is that you want to be familiar with the platforms, such as whether it's Teams or Zoom or Google Meets or Canvas or whatever it might be that they're using, you wanna be comfortable so that when you are helping your child, you're not frustrated as well. So know where the different buttons are to click and whatnot. We do have a whole video all about um, the tips for familiarizing yourself with the platforms. So please visit our episode three, where we discuss that in much more detail.
1: Perfect. Thank you, Alicia. So now we're gonna go into tip number two, which is called build endurance. So I just wanna tell you guys, I know as parents, this is extremely difficult and it may be challenging at times, but I definitely wanna start by saying, if your child is struggling right now with e-learning, we understand, nobody ever signed up for this, nobody ever thought we would be ready for something like this. So don't feel embarrassed if your child is having a moment. So instead, what I want you to do is I want you to start changing your mindset into a whole new challenge for yourself. So instead of giving up, I'm gonna challenge you and your child to do something called build endurance. And you may be asking yourself, well, what do you mean by this? Well, just listen up so you can get an idea of what my thoughts with Alicia are to help you as a parent. Number one is come up with a plan to help your child build endurance in resisting or being able to be engaged and participate through e-learning and video conferencing. As we know, one of the biggest changes from spring to now is that we want more life instruction because our kids need our teachers. Life feedback between each other, to see each other, to communicate, to build relationships and report with one another. But like I said, it is hard. We're gonna build endurance. So what you're going to do is you're going to communicate with your teacher of your struggles and you're gonna come up with a plan. And whatever it is, just let your teacher know. So when you go through these steps that I'm gonna recommend, they're aware of what's going on. So if your child is struggling, One of the things I want you to do is not give up. I want you to join every single day in those meetings. And if they can't handle sitting there, that's okay. What I want you to do is go ahead and turn off your camera and turn off your microphone, but do not leave that video conference. Instead, leave it in the background, like background noise. If you know anything of our children and your child is that they will listen to things despite 30 million things going on around them. And who knows, maybe there's something that your teacher plays or puts on that your child may actually wanna participate on. But if we leave that meeting, I feel like we're giving up and you won't give your child that opportunity to hear that opportunity to go and join and participate or maybe just listen in. So what you might do is you might say, hey, this is way too long. I cannot do maybe four hours, five hours in a row. That's okay too. Instead, what we're gonna do is if we can only do five seconds right now, Then that's all you're going to do you're going to turn on that camera you're going to let your child say hello in whichever way it's possible for your child and then turn it off but let's think about this if we do five seconds today 10 seconds tomorrow 15 the after and then 30 we're just going to keep building that endurance of how long they can tolerate it and i want you to challenge yourself to not just do it in the whole day, but try to do it maybe every hour. Let's do five seconds every hour. And if you start adding up that time and challenge yourself tomorrow as a brand new day to do a little bit longer, then guess what? We're gonna build that endurance throughout the whole time. We really don't know how long this is going to be. So we don't wanna give up on e-learning. We wanna just build that endurance and keep challenging ourselves, okay? you want more help on how to do this, you can always refer back to our blog with more details on it. Alicia, now to you.
0: I love, I love that, that tip about awesome. building endurance, and that not only goes along for our children but also for us as the parents because this is this is hard so building our, our our ability and our patience too to cope with with doing this e-learning
1: yes absolutely
0: all right and so now tip number three is all about creating a home learning space so maybe Currently you're just having your child sit on the couch or maybe the kitchen table or something like that. But that really doesn't help him to understand when learning is happening and when learning is not happening and there might be a lot of distractions around in the home. So you want to eliminate the distractions. I would also recommend setting up this location not in your child's bedroom if he tantrums and things like that when he participates because then he's going to associate his bedroom with those bad feelings. So I would recommend it maybe in a corner of of a family room or even somebody else's bedroom. But you want to have it in a location, not in front of the TV, not where his toys are, things like that. And it doesn't have to be somewhere fancy. You don't need to go out and buy a desk. Use what you have a little table. Anything that can work as boundaries, such as a couch, a little bookshelf, something like that, especially if your child is an eloper, which means that he runs away. So you open the laptop and bam, he's out. (laughs) Then you want to create a boundary behind so that he can't just be free to run. So maybe create a little area where it's one way in and one way out. And you as the parent can be right there to kind of block that he's not leaving. But on that same nature, sometimes our kids run because they need sensory input. So maybe you want to add some flexible seating or some chair that he could rock or a ball chair that he could sit on and bounce and so he can get that input that he is seeking without leaving the area okay the other thing that you want to do within this area is have all the materials that he needs so you or the child do not have to get up and go get them so that means pen pencil crayons paper even reinforcers so little toys and things that are going to help him when the teacher needs to go talk to another student and there's a little bit of downtime he can do something without wanting to get out of there okay so i would have all of those things accessible but put them in a little cubby or a little box or bin or something so it's not right there on the workspace but that where somewhere where you or your child can access it one that time is right the other thing you want to do is pair it with good things okay so maybe in the spring he didn't have a great experience. And so maybe he was falling down to the ground or running away again. So you wanna create it into a cozy atmosphere with maybe some stickers of characters he likes, or even maybe a stuffed animal that's gonna watch him work or do the video with his teacher. So a place where he's like, oh, I wanna be here. All right, you you wanna pair that with good feelings and good things. And that when he's gonna open the computer, Good things are going to happen, all right? Also, um, you want to build independence within that area because eventually you as a parent want to be able to fade out and not have to sit with your child for every little activity or lesson that your teacher does. And your teacher wants that too. We want the child to be able to participate just with the teacher, just as they do in the classroom. So how we do that is by using visuals and things that will teach your child the expectations. And also you want to review those expectations with your child daily. So you know helping him to be familiar that this visual means quiet. So when this visual is shown, your child is going to be quiet. When you you or your teacher shows this visual, this means for your child to listen. And so you would practice using these visuals. Also maybe even using a I need a break visual so that he can communicate when he just needs a break. And we much rather him communicate that he needs a break versus falling out and taking the break in a way that you don't want him to be taking a break. So teaching the use of these visuals is very important. And then that way too, you could be across the room later and just show him the quiet visual and he knows, right? So these are great tools to help build um, independence and also for you to be able to fade out. Another one is to create routines within your home and then create visual schedules that match those routines. Okay. Using visual schedules helps to reduce anxiety because the child knows what's coming and knows what's finished. In the visual schedule, he can see when is his break time, when is lunch time, when is jump in the pool time, or whatever it might be. And the idea too is the visual schedule tells when it's time to do these things. So it kind of takes off that power struggle between you and your child because you're always telling him time to brush your teeth, time to take a bath, time to do learning where it's not you saying it, it's the schedule. So I I always say there's power in the paper. (laughs) It's very miraculous. But again, just like with everything, you have to teach them how to use the visual schedule and you want to go to it every day after every activity to have them check off or scratch off and it doesn't have to be fancy you don't have to color it you know or have it color printed you could create it using post-it notes if your child needs that so you could just draw the map on a post-it note and then you can pull off the post-it another thing that we use with schedules is something called a first board so this kind of goes along with a visual schedule And this really helps with kids that have a hard time transitioning. So you would say, first your math, and then you get to play your iPad. Okay. Or you could even just do it as a mini schedule. First math, then snack, or whatever you you know you're doing in your home. So this is also a very powerful and simple way of helping your child with transitions. And then also within that building independence too is utilizing timers okay you can use one of those little visual uh sam timer that they have in some games and things like that and it's really nice because the kids see it visually the time finishing and you can use timers for how long they have to play their favorite activity or you could also use it with you have only two minutes left to work and then you're free and you get to go do something else so you can use timers in those both ways and so the the sand timers are really nice, but you can also just use the timer on your phone. Or there's other things called a time timer where they really show the time escaping with using colors. Uh, you can look, they have those for free on, on some websites and things like that too. But they really help your child in becoming independent, which is wonderful for you because then you will be able to fade away, all right? And you're not gonna have to be sitting next to them the whole entire time. And lastly, just don't forget to review those expectations with your child, praise them when they are doing what you expected of them. So you're saying, I want you to sit in your chair. I want you to be looking at your teacher in the computer. I want you to have a quiet mouth and you're going to be listening to your teacher. Not too many expectations, just a few. And then as you see your child doing that, you're gonna praise your child for doing those expectations. I don't want you to spend a lot of energy and time on, no, get in your chair, no, no, stop. Because then you're creating like a stressful environment for them. So do not use any words when they're not, just prompt them to get back into the chair, prompt them to look and things like that. But don't focus on the negative so much, okay? Build on those positives.
1: And Natalia, what's next? That was a perfect introduction for me. So tip number four is going to be celebrate. Okay, and I'm gonna go ahead and start with a quote because I love quotes, but there's a quote that says, treat every victory like you just won the Super Bowl. And that's exactly how we have to think right now. Even the smallest things for you might be huge for your child. So I want you to use that and celebrate it. Even if it means that, you know what, today, like we mentioned before, and building that endurance, if today was only five seconds, doesn't matter, celebrate it. you know. And tomorrow they do 10, then celebrate it. If they only tantrum for one minute when it's normally five, then let's go ahead and celebrate that as well. If they joined the meeting that they weren't participating or engaged on and all of a sudden they did that, you're going to celebrate that as well. So celebrate everything because that will make a reinforcement for them to continue to want to do that as well. But really important, I think we also have to consider that you need to reinforce yourself. If you made it through a day, without having a meltdown yourself, then I want you to celebrate that as well. Celebrate your teachers also. You know, this is really hard for all of us. We're all learning this completely brand new. None of us was prepared for this. Not yourself, not your child, and definitely not even teachers. We never planned for something called the pandemic to take over and we would have to go from brick and mortar to completely online. So again, celebrate every little thing You know, build that relationship where you guys can kind of call your teacher and say, hey, thank you. This really worked out today and celebrate that. Give yourself, you know, a celebration for yourself. If, Like I said, you made it through the day without having such a struggle or you figured out even a platform that you were struggling with. Celebrate that as well. You know, take every moment that you can and just celebrate it. What do you think, Alicia?
0: I love that, Natalia. You know, I'm all about reinforcement and self-care. And so it's critical that we're participating in those things for ourselves and for the people that are working with us. So tip number five is all about communication. So as you're celebrating your teacher, maybe you also want to communicate and you know, tell them, oh, my gosh, that lesson was amazing. Thank you so much. Johnny really loved that. But not only communicating the successes, but also communicate your concerns or communicate what's going on in your home. You know, a lot of us are coping with a lot right now. Maybe we have sick family members or a family member lost their job, but our teacher doesn't know that. And so they don't know unless we share with them. And in order for us to make this work, we really have to work on creating those relationships, creating rapport and trust with the person through that screen because if we're not sharing what's working or what's not, this is going to be really difficult and really challenging. So, you know, I encourage you to really work, and it might be a little bit unnatural for you to share those things with with a teacher, a person that you don't even know yet, but it's crucial to the success of your child. Not only communicating with the teacher, but also with the different therapists that your child might be seeing whether they're private therapists or through the school system, you know, it's imperative that everybody be on the same page. And the only way for everybody to be on the same page is if you're communicating and you're saying, well, this is the way this is the prompt that this person uses. You know, maybe we can all be on the same page and then and then slowly work to generalize to different you know, words or, or whatnot. But we don't want to be counterproductive of what each professional is working and how. And so on that note, I would recommend scheduling times where you can meet with your teacher and your therapist. You don't want to bombard your teacher with wanting to meet all the time because imagine if she has 15 kids, 20 kids, even five kids, and every parent wants to meet every day, that's going to be too much. So, you know, keep that in mind, but you want to set up those times where you can schedule a conference with your, child, with your child's teacher and the therapist and you ha- and you know when that will be, okay? So really, share, 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 work to communicate, and you know, really, communication is the building block really to any relationship, whether it's your spouse, your family members, friends. Communication is key, and that is what's going to help us get through this.
1: And what's next? So I think this one is really important, and I think that's why we saved it for the last. Is tip number six is be flexible. There will be days where a storm comes and it shuts down your internet. There will be days where you just can't figure out what's in front of you to help your child. There's going to be days where, you know, your child just refuses to work. And that's okay. Like I mentioned before, nobody planned for this. And you are going to have to be flexible. And just remember that tomorrow is a brand new day. Hey, maybe you don't even have to get to tomorrow. Maybe you're just gonna stick to, you know what, I can't handle it right now in this 30 minutes block. I'm just gonna, you know, put it down, turn off your camera, not shut it down, turn off your camera, turn off your microphone and say, let me just regroup myself and, you know, help my child regroup himself or herself and then get back to it. It's okay, you have to be flexible. And you may have a whole list that you're planning right now on how you're going to do this, and I'm one of them. Okay, I plan everything because I come from this world of working with my students with exceptionalities, and I've learned to be very organized. But I've, I finally have come to the realization that some days things are not going to go as planned, and I have to be flexible with myself. I sometimes have to be flexible with my child because I realize that although I expect something from them, they're not there yet. So always remember that it's OK if you can't figure it all out, and it's okay if you have to reach out to others. And like Alicia just mentioned, communicate, right? Communicate with your people, communicate with the teacher, with you know other colleagues or friends, whoever's in the same situation, you know, and, and be okay. And if technology fails that day, which has been happening often lately, that's okay too. And you're gonna be flexible and we're gonna all figure it out. So I want you guys to take care of yourselves because the reality is, is that your child really needs you through this. And even though we didn't plan for this, and this is where I think the flexibility comes in, we did not plan. Some people unfortunately have had to lose their jobs, have had to stop working to help their child right now in e-learning. So there's a lot of things happening. So just take care of yourself, know that you know your child needs you, but we're gonna get through this together. So Alicia, what do you think?
0: 100%, we need to be flexible, that will reduce anxiety for all of us. And just, you know, if plan A didn't work, what's plan B and maybe it's not going to be the computer as the lesson for your child today but maybe you're going to grab some materials that you have or books and do your own activity with your child right there in person and sometimes that can be even better (laughs) so you know I just want to review some of the takeaways from today's chat number one is again remember to familiarize yourself with the platforms or websites that your teacher has chosen to use so that you're comfortable number two help your child to build endurance and your own endurance. Number three, create a structured home learning space that is free of distractions and just a place where your child's gonna wanna go to learn. Number four, of course, my favorite, celebrate successes for your child, for yourself, for your teacher. Number five, communicate, communicate, communicate. And last, number six, be flexible.
1: So we hope that today has been extremely useful to you guys and it's given you some food for thought of things that may help you during e-learning at home. So we wanna thank you for joining us. We wanna remind you to go ahead and follow us. We do have our blog, we have our Facebook page, we have a store, Teachers Pay Teachers store that has a lot of tools that may be helpful for you as well. And we have Instagram as well. And this will also be going in our YouTube channel, which we just kind of opened up. So we're really excited about that. So we hope you enjoyed it. We're so happy to have you here. And see you next time, guys. Bye. Bye.